Sickness has been dominating the headlines for several months now as the world continues to work its way through the COVID-19 global pandemic. The last time sickness was this ingrained in the popular consciousness was all the way back in the year 2000. Chicago new metal act Disturbed released their first album in March of that year, which received middling but generally positive reviews. Steve Huey of All Music said the album, quote, comes off as the work of a band who really doesn't have far to go to achieve total control of its sound and compositional skills, and that makes it a terrific debut album. The most successful track off this album is often discussed for the unique vocalization made by singer David Draymond, as well as the questionable abuse segment, which is left out of the radio edit of the song. The song stayed on the charts for 64 weeks, peaking at number two on the rock charts in November of 2001. Although this single is often used as the anthem for sports teams and UFC fighters, it took a global pandemic to bring it back to the Billboard charts as digital sales and streams have spiked recently. That's right, we're talking Disturbs, Down With The Sickness on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one's a mother and which one's a fucker. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by the demon in me. Uh, hey there, Jake. My name is Alex Mildenberger, and I'm here with you on this podcast. A pleasure, as always, Alex Mildenberger, my co-host. How you feeling this week? I'm feeling. Uh, I'm starting to get a little. Starting to get a little bored, honestly. There's a yeah, lot a of bored, little cagey. A little bored, yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll come back around, but for now, it's uh, starting to get to me a little bit. But I think. I mean, that's not. It's to be expected. It's just part of part of what's going on here. Yeah, it is just part of the thing. Like, I think somewhere in the first week, I was like, I can fucking do this forever. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, like, and I've then got the second week comes in and you're like, oh my god, like, what am I going to do? Like, how long does this go on? Like, how am I supposed to buy pants? What if yeah, I need to buy he, pants? All these little small things. You're like, what if I, I need to get that thing? You're like, oh, no. Can't do it. Quarantine, it's, man. It's weird. I, I walked over to, there's a cafe across the street from our place and i mean they've got like x's on the floor to keep everyone six feet apart but it's mm-hmm. it's a weird feeling because you can sort of i don't know it feels like you're not supposed to be there like you're like looking down at the floor ashamed of yourself mm-hmm. and everyone else and like i'm just trying to get out and leave yeah you like don't want to look at anybody you don't want to touch yeah. anybody you barely want to do the transaction except you have to like yeah. so it's 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 weird are you Going out, I mean, I'm trying to get out, like just to walk without, yeah, just to really walk, interacting with anything or anyone. But uh, are you able to do that? Yeah, so uh, like I just go from my apartment to the car, and then uh, we've only done it once. But Greta and I drove out to sort of a like a just a neighborhood, but it was pretty much nobody on the streets there, obviously. Um, and cherry blossoms are blooming here in Vancouver, so we got to see some cherry blossoms in bloom. Well, at least you get a visual there. We just keep getting like snow on alternate weeks. It's been yeah, it's been snowy here. That's fucking Calgary for you, yeah. right? Yeah, that's how it goes. But yeah, even going out, I'm like, ah, oh, should we be out here? Like, like you feel like you're cheating or something. Like, there's this, this yeah, just, just like, air of uneasiness, and then like 
you walk, try to walk by a person or, you know, you come up to a person. There's like this moment of like, okay, do we walk by each other? And then it'll be an old person. They like step, they like go off the like sidewalk a bunch. And you're like, I could have done that you're probably. Like, yeah, that should have like, been me doing that. <laughs> but like, maybe it's fine because we're not breathing on each other or, or towards each other. Like, I don't know enough about how this trans like, like virus transfer works. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly okay, but maybe not. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying but, to like calculate six feet in my head. I'm like, what does that look like? What does that look like, though? Are we six feet apart? Like, <laughs> how tall is a six foot tall person? Are their <laughs> shoes adding a bit of height? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's strange times. We're trying to get through it. Um, talking about a strange phenomenon this week, in that disturbs 2000 hit down with the sickness has has seen a, a minor spike. Enough to get it back on the billboards. Um, right, a phenomenon that occurs up. for like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, I think, every year. Or like yeah, pretty consistently. Every once in a while you hear like Led Zeppelin Four back on the charts. And like, I don't know what caused that. This seems to have a logical explanation. Supposedly also, uh it's the end of the world as we know it. By yeah. REM is uh is coming back. Anytime anything bad happens in the news, which uh, we're actually going to talk about that (laughs) in our bonus segment today, just a just a a little foreshadowing. Talk about songs that were banned in nine eleven. Ah, like suggested to to be banned. Yeah, I do remember hearing about some of those. Probably Mm -hmm. don't look it up though, because it's it's a quiz show. All right. (laughs) Um, Alex, what's your relationship with Disturbed and their music? Um. Rock Band. This song is in Rock Band, and we played it back in the day, and I took zero note of it because I often would not pay attention to the songs because I was focusing on like the like playing the game, kind of. So there's a lot of songs I kind of remember from Rock Band, but like this, I never paid attention to this song. I only remember you doing the the wah voice. Wah! Or or trying because it's difficult, oh, oh. yeah, and that's pretty much it. I just know this song, and also um, this song is is a like wild card in Drop Mix, which is a mm. neat card game. If anyone's never played it, um, that involves mixing and matching cards that are associated with different tracks from songs, and then you start to make this mix that is all these songs melded together, but. Uh, down with the sickness is a is a wild card so it it is four different tracks and the different track plays or different parts of it play depending on where you put it on the board but it also like takes over the whole mix so like the whole thing kind of the whole song kind of like fades out and then comes in with a and then like just goes into the mix so it's kind of an it's a neat moment and, and that's what happens with all of these um these wild cards, but it's especially fun with with Down with the Sickness because it has that vocalization. Yeah, that that vocalization itself is so key, I think, to this song's success. And like I mentioned in the intro, is probably the reason it's used for like several sports teams and a couple of UFC fighters for their intro music. Yeah, just like that sound. It's so like kind of primal i get like it just it comes from this like weird like internal place and like it sounds very like basic but relatable sort of yeah so it's funny people say that the there's a rumor that the the noise was one like inspired by monkeys he saw at the zoo 
and he being uh, David Draymond, and right. two, that it was because of heartburn. And apparently, so Draymond has said that the sound sure. was made possible by effects on his vo- vocal cords after having received surgery for acid reflux. But the like the reason for it, he says, here's the quote, I mean, the song originally was written and just had a pause. Mikey's beat is just so tribal, and you know, it just made me feel like an animal. The noise came out one day. So th- that you called it primal is, I think, uh, you hit, hit it on the head there. Right. Did you see there's a there's an interview that's linked in the in the genius um page yeah the loudwire interview uh yeah that's what it looks like where he says like yeah it was just silence and one day we were recording or playing it or whatever and I just made this sound and everyone's like what are you doing what was that <laughs> and he was kind of like no 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 just trust me just trust me on this one <laughs> and then it worked out for them in the end so it's great but. No kidding. I would never have the courage to pull that out. Just in a like jam make a session. sound, and everyone like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, but I mean, it kind of makes the song like it's what the song is known for in my mind. Yeah, it's what I know like, the song for for sure. Like, yeah, that is its key thing, and in a lot of ways, he talks. Um, like da- Dan Draymond has talked a lot about, or at least from what I read from his page and Disturbs page, how how influenced they were by grunge. But they're also new metal, and this does kind of sound like the, the right. middle point between those two, where it is a, a simple grunge progression. It holds a lot of similarities to Smells Like Teen Spirit and how it's composed, I think. Sure. But it's it's with a metal styling, like the, the tone on the instruments and some of the rhythms are very much of that style. I was going to say, I'm saying David Draymond. Is that? Yeah. Okay. David Draymond. Did I call him Dan Draymond? Yes, there is a Dan. Yeah, there's Dan the Donegan. David Draymond. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, figured I'd just make that quick correction before we move on. Um, I did call him David at least the first two I'm times. I'm sure. Though. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll do both a lot throughout the rest of the episode uh, if we mention his name again. Yeah. I'll try not to. Because um, I don't use names. Um, yeah, fuck, fuck names. Yeah. Names are lame. Um, uh, I, I do agree. And I think. A lot of that kind of has to do uh, when we were looking into Smells Like Teen Spirit last week. Uh, kind of came up this this sort of trivia fact, uh, piece of trivia, whatever about grunge in that it's very kind of heavy metal influenced, uh, but bringing that sort of into a more rock place. Um, and then you get into new metal, which obviously also has metal influence, and like it's kind of post grunge at this point. So everything's sort of cross pollinating and and uh, sounding, doing yeah. similar things. I think. Right. So in, a, in like in a sort of sense of like dialectics, where there's two, there's the thesis, the anti antithesis, and then synthesis, which is the middle point between the two. Synthesis. Synthesis. So like new metal is almost the synthesis point between metal and grunge. Is that what it is like, technically? It's what it feels like to me. New metal also pulls from hip hop and stuff a lot, though. If we had yeah, to get I guess a, so. if you were to put me on the spot, Alex, and make Which, me define new metal, I'd go to my friend Google, who would then take me to Wikipedia, who would say it's a subgenre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal music with elements of other music genres such as hip hop, alternative rock, funk, industrial, and grunge. There you go. So I hit like half of the genres it contains not bad and i i mean it depends on who's playing it right and what song it is mm-hmm. so this one definitely has a bit of a grunge feeling a bit of a metal feeling not so much um like hip-hop 
but yeah, not not a lot of hip hop elements. But of course, when a lot of people think of new metal, I think they think of Linkin Park. Yes, definitely. And they were kind of what would surprise me. I remember back when we did talk about Numb was they were kind of like late new metal. Like the album reviews were like, "This is the new metal we've been hearing for years," but like kind of perfected. Right. Or that was what someone said, and I was like, I was kind of surprised because not having much exposure to new metal, I was thinking that. I didn't realize it had been around for long enough for people to be tired of it at the time. Yeah, I really, in my mind, Linkin Park is still like the starting point, but that's clearly not true. Yeah. For, <laughs> so for that, that that um, yeah. gives you an idea of my mental timeline for uh, music genres in the '90s. It's very wrong. Hmm. Who knew that we had such a poor sense of time in the '90s? Hmm. <laughs> I mean. I don't even have a good sense of time now, but, you know. It's even worse than the 90s. That was barely Speaking of time, though, Alex, I think it's time we get into the lyrics of this song. I think it is time we talked about this song a bit. Um, can you feel that? Ah, uh, shit. Uh, shit. So that's just, yeah, the, he, he just makes some sounds and something. Yeah. And then he does the wah. I, I like, can like, you do wah right now? My wah. Yeah, hit me with it. Hey, not bad. I sound like I swallowed something. It's very. I think it it needs to be like kind of low down, you know. Like yeah, I, think I, I can't really get high. Do it. Try to do the. Nope. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a tough sound to make. Um, I do like if you look on the genius lyrics. The next part, he just says, "Oh, oh." Oh, oh, like yeah, like he's oh, not saying. I'm gonna keep trying so, the whole episode. That's fun. That's apparently so, yeah, the lyrics. It's some, it's some hype uh, shit. That intro, yes. and it's very like, like guttural, and maybe this. Well, I'll talk about that more when we get into the talk about the instrumentation because it's kind of part of that. Oh. Yeah, and I think that intro is directly in relation to the drums that are being played in the intro. Yes, which are very Tom. Very heavy. Heavy. But that's the next section. Don't want to get ahead of myself. Can you feel that? But I think that's what he's saying when he says, Can you feel that? Oh shit, he's like these drums are out of fucking control, people. Like it's 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 that like he said, it made him feel like this primal feeling, like, oh man. Can the, do these drums mm-hmm. take you to this specific place? Like, are you reacting the way I'm reacting to this? Oh shit! Yeah, and then yeah. like let's and feel then it, it overtakes and then him. Get into the songs. This is like hype. So maybe maybe that's the hip hop influence. This is like the hype man part. Yeah, it's like the introduction. Maybe. I don't know. Good call, Alex. So we get to verse one, which is drowning deep in my sea of loathing. Broken, your servant, I kneel. Brackets. Will you give, will it, you to give it to me? Will you give it to me? <laughs> Um, it seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. Will you give it to me? Or give in to me, yeah. Alex, what do you make of those first four lines? Um, I usually take this stuff pretty literally. Um, it seems to be, uh... So wait, there's a of... literal sea of loathing? Yeah, a literal sea of loathing. Uh, he's, uh, he's drowning, man. He just needs air. Um, uh, no, he's... It seems to be, uh... Kind of... It, like an abusive relationship situation. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm reading out of it. Um, that is causing this person to kind of uh, feel like they're losing their humanity and turn into maybe something themselves violent. 
uh, and and later on, uh, how far did you get? Human side. Um, uh, it slowed changing in me. Yeah. Uh, looking at my own reflection, when suddenly it changes violently, it changes kind of suggests that uh, that their vision of themselves is is changing and maybe they are not who they thought they were and maybe mm-hmm. it's because of external influence it seems to be happening quickly yeah do you think and this is i know it's not about this but great lyrics for puberty right i was also thinking puberty like there's <laughs> there's kind of the the puberty feeling like something's changing and i don't understand it um and like yeah, I don't have control of over it because you get that like that servant kneeling um, imagery. It doesn't have to be, I guess, literally being subservient to someone, but maybe just not having control over what's happening. And something yeah, else is, it's... and it feels like like that other aspect is is part of other part of you is is uh, in control. So yeah, I mean that's another take. I. I I feel like we have mentioned that before. Is that something we discussed back in the rock it, band days? It's yeah, it really is like it sounds like a conversation we've had before. Yeah. And yeah, I think it must have been from back then. You know, suddenly it changes violently, it changes. And maybe it's just cuz we were in like high school at that time. And it would and, yeah, know, it would have made more sense. Fresh on the mind like. Um but it's kind of this very like I mean sea of loathing like kneeling broken my like there's no humanity left in me my human side's mostly gone and like these mirrors it's this very like gritty like dirty way of just like saying all this stuff i think and maybe the album artwork um contributes to that but that's just kind of how i've interpreted it 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 feels that way and i'm sure the music has something to do with it as well Mm mm-hmm and yeah, and like yeah, so he, it, it talks about this shift, I guess, from being human to you've woken up the demon in me, and then that takes us into the chorus, mm-hmm. where you know, get up, come on, get down with the sickness three times over, open up your hate and let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Madness is the gift that has been given to me. Give it to me. Um, I always thought it was mother and father. Hmm. I I never knew what the second one was. Did they censor it in Rock Band? Maybe. Um. I always thought it was your mother, though. Your mother, get up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like your mother and your like, father, like because they're, those... they're doing it. <laughs> you got to do it too. Um. Yeah, I, this is the kind of song that, for me, my initial reaction would be like to say it's it's sort of taking itself too seriously. Mm. At least for my taste um and it and i i hate to do that that's usually my knee-jerk reaction to a lot of like new metal and and grunge and maybe metal as well um sometimes and i do feel a little bad about that because i'm like i hate to diminish like legitimate self-expression in other people sort of thing right um so so that was that but i have to say that was my initial my initial reaction to this and then i sort of pulled back a bit um because that's maybe not a great way to approach yeah things but it definitely feels very serious 
It does um, feel very serious, but I think at the at the core of it, with just the one line, get up, come on, get down with the sickness, in the first verse, he's talking about these grotesque, violent changes that are happening to him. Right. And oddly enough, like the, it's a very very positive chorus, almost it's like, accept change, baby. Like, right, <laughs> Get yeah. down with the sickness. And like, <laughs> like it's, it's, the imagery is very, very gritty and violent, but also it seems to be like, yeah, all right, let's do this. Let's go for it. Let it let it happen. Well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about your like hate. hate and let stuff. it flow into me. Like, uh, let, it's a this is we're getting into like Star Wars territory, right? Where <laughs> it's like, do you like let the emotions, negative emotions, come in and use them, you right? Know, like the Sith do, or are you like, no, we got to be positive and keep that shit out of here because we're we're good Jedi, right? And then uh, a little, and this is another thing, a little like that Edge Lord side. I don't think that's what the what's happening here necessarily but but that might be a way someone would react to this like, like madness is the gift like i am insane and that's like how i will gain the upper hand or whatever yeah it also reminds me of uh crazy by Narls barkley oh yeah a little bit a little less funky, it's but the idea, and that's because I, I guess I have to bring this up. I was gonna bring it up when we got to the abuse uh, lyrics, but the uh, people have talked about that a scene where it's it, it's this weird like conversation. Is it here in the in the genius lyrics? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm just gonna put a trigger warning out here. We're gonna talk about the bridge real quick. Right. Um, it does d- depict a, a, a scene of physical abuse. Uh, and violence, so if that is something that's uncomfortable for you, we're just gonna go through that real quick, maybe skip ahead like a minute, I'll be done reading this. So the bridge is, no mommy, don't do it again, don't do it again, I'll be a good boy, I'll be a good boy, I promise, no mommy, don't hit me, why did you have to hit me like that mommy, don't do it, you're hurting me, why did you have to be such a bitch, why don't, why don't you just fuck off and die, why can't you just fuck off and die, why can't you just leave here and die, never stick your hand in my face again, bitch, fuck you, I don't need this shit, you stupid, sadistic, abusive fucking whore, how would you like to see how it feels mommy, here it comes, get ready to die now all this is a wind up so people this is taken out of the radio version people say it's a pretty it's a pretty poor depiction of you know obviously a very serious topic and i tend to agree with that but uh they've come out as saying that it's not about an actual physical abuse but about quote mother society abusing her children and sort of forcing them into submission Trying to find the quote where I've got that from. Uh, it might actually be on Genius here. They might have that cooked up there. Yeah. So the quote is: uh, "I'm really talking about the conflict between the mother culture of society, who's beating down the child, yearning for independence, independence and individuality, and the submission of the child." Which, you know, that that's where that anger comes from. And so the sickness is a rebelling against the normative culture, rather than it is like a you know, just being bad or being pubescent. Right. It's more about, like you said, like rebellion, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. And it does seem like over the course of this bridge, the the narrator, sort of the stream of consciousness, sort of realizes or or goes from a place of subservience to like uh, realizing maybe this isn't going to stop and they need to do something about it. Yeah. And so, so yeah, in that, I think the idea of uh, getting down, uh, of madness is the gift that's been given to me. 
is that uh, this is again this idea of th- that came up in I think crazy and also feel good ink is seeing society for what it is and not being comfortable with it is a is a gift in this case that madness that is actually just you being like no this is pretty problematic yeah is a gift something about it kind of thing also um they kind of seem to approach it from like an angry uh angle like mm-hmm. I'm talking about like open up like your hate or whatever and like let the hate flow all that so when you say madness is a gift maybe that's also not just like madness as insanity but like just anger like yeah legitimate anger because they're mad which is and that's uh i mean i think for a lot of like uh younger new metal fans i think a lot of people get into it when you're young because it is an acceptable like vent for anger right and you a lot of young people are kind of angry a lot i'm told i wasn't um i guess i was sometimes yeah no I mean, I tell myself I wasn't, but I'm sure I was. No, I was. I'm. I'm just. I've turned it into grumpiness now, which is just old anger. <laughs> it's more socially acceptable. Exactly. People are like, ah, this guy, what a hoot. And you're like, ah, get off my lawn. Don't talk to me about <laughs> owls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk to me about owls. <laughs> oh, hoot! Gotcha. It's a pun. <laughs> ah. Classic, Alex. Huh. So yeah, this this uh, this idea of a, a positive spin on negative emotions or uh, on negative perceptions of yourself or even negative perceptions in society seems to be at the core of the chorus. The chorus core. The, the chorus core. Chorus core. Which, which brings us to verse two. I can see inside you the sickness is rising. Don't try to deny what you feel. Will you give it to me? It seems that all that was good has died and is decaying in me. Will you give it to me? Will you give it to me? Will you? So it's, yeah. um, yeah, you want to take this one? Um, well, not fully, but this does seem to be a bit of a, a perspective shift mm-hmm. to me because it, we're talking before about this person saying they're subservient and they're, you know, experiencing these changes. And then they're saying, I see inside you and you are experiencing the sickness. And the good mm-hmm. is dead and decaying. It's, it seems anyway. And well, no, yes, yeah, you're, you're up. So yeah, so in the first verse, he the you know the demon inside him is woken up, and then right. I think maybe story wise, the the course of the chorus, he's he's accepted the sickness, and now now he's he's angry woke or whatever you want to call it. And so now he can see in other people the sickness is rising, and he's saying, "Don't try to deny your feelings. Like, don't repress that." Um, Sarah, it's I feelings. Even yeah, and so he's true. like, "It's is he's like it seems that all that was good has died and is decaying in me." It's like it looks that way from your your fucking uh, normie point of view. Hmm. Uh, but uh, and it seems you're having some trouble dealing with these changes, living with these changes. The world's a scary place. Now you've woken up the demon in me. It's just like well, now we now, you know, maybe all that's good has died, but we had to deal with these changes because it's. Changes coming, baby. Tom Sawyer. Changes aren't permanent, but change is. And, uh, you know, again, he's like, accept. It's essentially, to sum it up, it's like, accept this negativity and use it. Become more powerful. Go to the dark side. And then I guess in It Seems You're Having Some Trouble, he's, he seems to suggest that he's going to, to help them. It seems you're having some trouble. Like, 
I'm going to help you out. Here's how you do it. Get up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. Yeah. So it definitely seems like we say this often, but Mm -hmm. of its time kind of a kind of situation like like I would not like this sort of expression of this sort of a, a feeling is a bit dated now. Do you agree? Or is it just that yeah, it's, it's a little almost like less relatable to it, me. It's in the realm of self-deprecation where it's like we got to we be negative things cuz that's totally good, bro. That's hashtag #counterculture whereas these days more of the the culture seems to be around like positivity. Yeah. Be, like, like if you look at uh like punk rock from like the 70s and then you look at punk rock nowadays there's a lot more like we need to band together and be best friends cuz punk rock is being good to your neighbor but also not liking the government. And you're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> like it's a oh, lot yeah. more like like we together and like we are a positive force rather than this which is like, "Yeah, we're fucking gross bags of shit. Fuck yeah, brother." Yeah, it's almost the like the fight club thing of like you gotta hit rock bottom before like you can self improve or whatever. Yeah. Which is a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah, it's that really like like we gotta be down and dirty and gross because society is like Man. so fucking clean, bro. Yeah. So for yeah. Maybe that's worth something. I don't know. It's yeah, definitely maybe, a different yeah, perspective. I, I mean, and I, I think don't know if this song could get written today, you know? It's not definitely not as common an attitude compared to 2000 when this came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was around the same time as Fight Club, too. So mm-hmm. that was kind of more the attitude, the zeitgeist in certain circles. Yeah, and not, not to say we don't have music that's about, like, you know, don't, like, we still have music like, be a fucking weirdo, be an individual, don't conform, but you're less likely to be portrayed as, like, a grubby, sick rat in them. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a different way of approaching, because, I mean, in a lot of ways, we're saying a lot of the same things, and I think this kind of message probably got taken in the wrong way in a lot of ways back then and there's messages now that are taken in the wrong way in a lot of the same ways now so yeah I, you gotta wonder I, I feel like people... I have a thesis that I didn't really uh, explain very well because I'm going off the cuff so maybe I should um, not now you're taking take another crack at it you might you might have it I've, I've kind of lost the thread unfortunately so is I, your thread yeah. that uh, like the 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 negative side effects of misinterpreting the, what what we can argue is maybe the same message that is being told here but in a different in a different tone in a different style i think the, what i'm doing is i have condemned this thing in my mind and i'm trying to justify it without explaining my original position okay if that makes sense um, so you condemned this song or not necessarily this song but this this mindset um, okay, I'm getting down with the sickness of of at least viewing it in that particular way, in this gritty way, of of like, but maybe more violent, hateful way kind of thing. Because they talk about hate and violence literally in this song, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a metaphor, but 
I mean, the only mention of violence, if I'm correct, is in how quickly the changes happen. True. He also says, here it comes, get ready to die. That's a Yeah, way. that's for, for 100% sure. Um, and if we want to like briefly talk about that, I think in terms of what he is saying it offers, what Draymond says it offers, which is this conflict between the mother culture of society and this beating down of the younger generation, I think in terms of like a rising up and like overcoming that thing uh killing in the name of by rage against the machine does a much better job right where where in the in, like midway through the song they they repeat now you, now you do what they told you now you do what they told you and then the the outro of course is fuck you i won't do what you tell me like in two lines they've achieved a much stronger and a much more catchy like anthem that speaks to the same thesis that that bridge does Right. So I guess I guess the idea is this song expresses a, a lot of kind of zeitgeisty feelings that were around at the time, not necessarily in the best way. And I think it does a decent job of it. Um but it's always difficult because there's a lot of negative view t- around this type of attitude, kind of the edge of society and like I know everything because I I can see what other people can't kind of thing. Um Yeah. Like that you might talk see about it, like Associated with like Joker kind of thing. Oh um, yeah, people are getting Jokerified from this song. Left yeah, and right, man. So like, um, so there's a lot of negativity around this sort of maybe an outlook nowadays, which mm-hmm. I'm sure has upsides and downsides. I mean, I think there's always been that kind of negativity yeah. out of it. If you look at the the sort of style of how the members of Disturbed dress and stuff, like big trench coats and shit, like. <laughs> That's how people portray, like, school shooters. Right, like, and I oh. guess then there's the other side is, like, talking about, well, they this literally, the band is called Disturbed, but you're talking trying to say, uh, well, a disturbed individual was influenced by this in a certain way. Now I'm getting away into topics that I have no right to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, my one question for you, as far as Edgelord goes, do you think with the lines, you mother get up and then you fucker get up, is that... Was it because, like, he says mother on the first one. You're like, oh, yeah, like a mom. And then he's like, oh, it was actually mother as in, like, motherfucker. Right. And he clarifies it with the next one. Do you think that was, like, an edgelord move? A little bit. But also, it doesn't seem, like, terribly unclever to me or anything. Like, it's a de- it's fine. It doesn't, like, because I always thought it was mother and father. But when I found right. it was fucker, like, I, I, it didn't, like, make me roll my eyes or anything. Because it's a bit of a right. misdirect. It- so it seems pretty natural in there yeah. too. Like, all right, I'll allow it. Um, so the post chorus is, is "And when I dream," repeated four times, which brings us into the bridge, and the the I abuse dream. segment. Um, yeah, which I, like it just doesn't seem necessary to me. The abuse segment. Yeah, it's it seems like Edge Lord territory. Like it's not cleverly written. Yeah, it's kind like, of it achieves its point technically. And it gives the shock value, which I guess they probably wanted, but it just seems like there could have been a better way to do it. Yeah, it's just kind of like this stream of consciousness of, like, shouting, like, fuck off and die, and, like, you're a bitch. Mm -hmm. Which, like, doesn't doesn't resonate with me all that much. But, I mean, that doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah. In the grand scheme. But I will say that the music that plays at this part is pretty good. It's a good change up. But 
not the point of this section. Um, from there, we go into the hook, and then with you know the uh, and then back into the final chorus and outro. The only different line here is the final line, which is "Madness has now come over me," and that's kind of the end. So yeah, I think that's a good twist on the the chorus to end it like that. Sort of shows the progression of the of the story. Yeah, and it's like here's where we finish. Madness has now come over me. Yeah. And and, yeah. and so it has. How so about yeah, in, that? In the, in the same sense that when we talked about Smells Like Teen Spirit, which I honestly, I haven't released that episode yet. I probably won't release it soon because we have so many other songs that are like more relevant to talk about right now. Oh, is it going to get pushed back? It's going to get pushed back, I think, because I'm going to release this this week. And then we've got people fucking dropping like flies left dropping and right. Like flies. Like to- <laughs> we got to talk about like Fountains of Wayne, Bill Withers. Yeah. Bill Withers. Possibly others that I haven't thought of. Possibly Guys others that haven't home. died yet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Yeah. So. <laughs> um, we can talk about Pink. She survived it. Yeah. Want to do, do a positive twist on it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to push this one forward. And uh, yeah, so talking about that, both of them, both Smells Like Teen Spirit and this one seem to, and maybe it's just because we were in our the pubescent years around this time, or at least going into them. It has like a teenaged element to it in the songwriting, in in some of the the themes and stuff, right? And I have to wonder because, like, oftentimes pop music, it's called you know, teenage is is aimed at teenagers, right? So would mm. all songs have that, and we just don't notice it or don't talk about it? Maybe. Well, it's nowadays I only listen to adult contemporary. Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> It's all, you're beautiful, it's true. That's <laughs> Is all. that adult contemporary? I, I don't know. That one had to top Maybe. the pop charts. I refuse to believe it didn't. We'll have to look it up. We'll have to look it up. So those are the lyrics. Um, to about I, I, And some people think this song is about uh, like uh, heroin, because he uh, used to be a heroin user, and he had a girlfriend who actually died from overdose, he being David Draymond. Um, some people think it's about some other bullshit uh general unwellness learning to fight back against society accepting others as they are which seems like a bit of a a stretch i think it's more about accepting your own negative emotions and accepting that maybe they're a good thing Mm -hmm. but regardless it, it seems to be about accepting something negative yeah or even um like accepting maybe emotions that aren't necessarily negative but might be painted as negative societally and kind of trying to move mm-hmm. past what your perception of that emotion is uh, as yeah. shaped by a society that frowns mm-hmm. on it just take in the emotion and feel it it's very it's very in that sense it's a, like a very like like uh you know mindful practice yeah to be like hey, you're feeling this open it up open up your hate and let it flow brother that's how if you're uh, if you're in the new metal community and a dude's like really upset, you, that's how you say like let's talk. He's like, open up your hate and let it flow into me. And they're like, oh thanks man, that's that's really great. To like yeah, my mom's like, a real oh, bitch. Okay. <laughs> you're like oh good to <laughs> let it out, let it out, let it out, man. Um yeah, with that we're gonna talk about the instrumentation. Um this is a very you know like very distorted guitars. It opens up with a pretty iconic drum intro. Yeah, like and I said, very very Tom heavy. I think the instrumentation is the stronger part of this song. Uh, it really like where the the lyrics have some failings, 
the the instruments really allow you to to just fucking get into the vibe of the song. Yeah, totally. Um, so the other kind of trivia bit about this song that I know uh, or learned is the guitar is played in like a drop drop something tuning. <laughs> Uh, e flat drop D e flat, flat drop. the most so, common yeah. drop tuning for bands who play generally in E flat standard instead of E standard. Yeah, so I think a bunch. I think most of the strings are tuned down to, um, like a half step or something, and then the lowest string is tuned down to an A to or a something? C. C. Okay. Sharp C sharp. C sharp. That's that yeah, sounds. That's right. the quote from Dan Donegan, apparently. Okay, so and that I think. It seems logical. That would make it sound a little darker. Mm-hmm. Because everything you're is... you're bringing things a little lower. Everything's lower, yeah. Um, although that doesn't necessarily mean darkness. But, uh... So that's the other thing about this song. And then that drum beat. And I think... Like he's mentioned that, he, you know, the drum beat feels so, like, primal and so, like... Because it's so, like, Tom-focused and you just get that... Yeah. And then he makes the sound. Um, and I think that's kind of the start of this very, like, guttural kind of feeling in this song. Um, and the other thing, actually, n- the first thing is not the, the wah-ahs, but, like, there's this this kind of muted, distorted guitar thing that's just going, like, vow, vow. and that, to me, sounds just like this, like, retching feeling sound. Mm-hmm. You know? like Yes. Like, literally like dry heaving or vomiting yeah (laughs) it's very like gritty like kind of gross noises in this song right down to like like even the tom plays to those with that sort of deep bassy echo to it Mm -hmm. like the the things they layer on top of it that kind of nasty guitar and then his guttural noises like it builds a like a gross soundscape yeah especially this like beginning and that really sets up the the mood of the song um, you know, you know what you're getting in for. Uh, like, like we said in the lyrics, he kind of, it kind of has like this hype beginning that like gives you an mm-hmm. idea as to what the song is, is like, and really that's what they're doing. Like they're telling you what the deal is here. Like they're prepping you for what this song is going to be about. Yeah. I think, cause I think like in that, can you, like he starts out talking like a human. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Can you feel that? And then he just starts making crazy noises. If that's yeah. not the demon waking up in you, like that <laughs> intro is almost like your your thesis summary of the song. Yeah, it's your like a dumb show, except he's speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the guitar also plays this like. This is right at the beginning, and it's kind of along with mm-hmm. the rhythm of the of the drums and that's a that's a neat little riff going along too so it's kind of got this like cool like heavy rock sound too yeah and like very similar to smells like teen spirit in that regards where it's a simple riff that pretty much dominates the majority of this song right right because that plays throughout the verse um and yeah it's, and it's, it's like a bit chugging metal changed, rhythm i think just because it kind of like they take some bits out that might be in the chorus yeah that's in the chorus well, yeah, where yeah it, like lets it yeah. ring out more and doesn't play as many notes yeah anyway, and you've got I'm getting, uh, I'm getting ahead now no we're pretty much right on track i You're think right. <laughs> um yeah symbol action on the drums when we get to the verse 
Um, you get a little more chug on that progression in the in the verse than you do in that intro. Right. The distortion is kind of like opened up a lot, and you're really getting that mm-hmm. distorted sound. And then when we come into the chorus, we get the addition of that sort of high and clean distortion that does the just like a couple of newts. Right, it's like two notes at a time. A couple of notes that it noodles. A couple of newts, man. And does that not happen in Smells Like Teen Spirit as well? Something very similar happens, if not that exactly. I should have checked because I swear that happens. Oh, right. We also talked about... Kenny Rogers, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that's right, Kenny Rogers, baby. Everyone's dying sometimes from least, coronavirus. Yeah, it's sometimes just from being Kenny Rogers for too long. All right. Um, yeah, it was, it was Kenny Rogers for a lot of years. Um, <laughs> long fucking time. So let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. We're talking about the chorus? Yeah, I'm on the chorus right now. Unless you got some more verse notes that you want to hit me with. Um, I guess the only other thing is the way he sort of like he sings. Um, he actually sings more like growled on the changes lines when he talks about looking into the mirror and he says suddenly it changes. His voice actually changes in tone. So yeah, I don't know, kind of a neat effect. Yeah, because he does this sort of slow, almost whiny bit of singing at the beginning. You can up that demon, and it suddenly it changes. Like he he starts to growl. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, meaning. I mean, yeah, dog, meaning. So there's meaning there, I'm sure. There's, it's chock full of meaning. Can you, you look hear at that it? and you're like, mm. Can you feel can it? You, can you feel it? Oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, right, that's in the chorus. They, they play the down of the sickness and then they're kind of like, boo-doop, boo-doop. And then that also kind of like the... Um, the way the singing, uh, the way he sings the lines in the chorus, it's very like staccato, particularly in the second part. Um, right, like it ends. It's very like your mother get up, come on, get like it just ends very fast. It's very fast decay on those, and then like bat, mm-hmm. this is the get like it's very rhythmic. There's a lot of rhythmic stuff in this song, percussive. Yeah, it is very percussive singing style, which really which helps to punch. Maybe there's another hip hop influence there. Ah, uh, maybe. Just a little bit, but some, you know. Well, yeah. I guess it doesn't have to be, but could be. Could be. So yeah, when we come back into the second verse, we get another uh, like guitar noodling. This like uh, they're sort of long held notes. Hmm. And it's like a little bit lower in the mix. And it kind of builds over top of the just the progression there. Would you call it a solo? Um, It's just kind no, of like sustained notes. It's kind of yeah. like, like you're like just kind of have them like breathing, you know, mm-hmm. more than anything. And then a quick transition into that second verse. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about where he just holds some notes. Like, when oh, okay. he gets into the set. Because, yeah, you have the intro drums and then, yeah, a long note for the, the break between. But I think that same guitar that hit that long note comes back for that verse and does these, like, down, bam. I didn't bam. think there was more of that in the second verse. Do you think there is? Is, is there? Was it in the first verse? Oh, it is. That's coming on the first verse. You're right. Okay, because I was kind of going to make the note of, like, 
not a lot changes between the two verses. It's pretty even. Well, you're right to make that note because yeah. you're 100% correct. Um, which, I mean, we talked about the lyrics. It, it does have this change of perspective, but it's not really changing like what happens, sort of. It's almost mm-hmm. like if you're talking about this relationship between two people in the first one, it's almost the same relationship. It's just flipped. Like it's the one person from the first one with a new person. Yeah. Kind of thing, passing it's, it on it, to passing the next it on. person. Um, to that's that was my take on it anyway. So not changing the music kind of makes sense. Like you're not, it's the same things happening. It's cyclical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that plays through. It plays through to the chorus again. It's consistent. We get to the bridge where things change up a little, and it's uh sort of like uh you get the lead guitar coming in there. It very much sounds like it could be a video game boss like entry music. It's this boom, down, 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 down. Like, it's still a very simple a progression. Guitar. It does feel like kind of an introduction. A little bit, you know? Which makes mm-hmm. sense, because that's kind of the depiction in the the bridge section. In the Yeah, it is depicting a conflict. Abuse monologue, one yes. might call it. If one did not want to refer to it by a section. Yeah. A section, um, and that can, that other way it sort of continues. The drums change up a little bit too, and the drums sort of, as the voice sort of becomes more and more like intense. I would say because it's spoken, but he kind of like starts to scream at the end. Right. Um. I think a little, like at least a little more. You know. Hmm. And uh, yeah, once we go from that section, which goes on, it's it's again, it's steady, like it's the same notes fucking over and over and over again for the the abuse segment, mm-hmm. and and then I believe we break to just a single guitar on the main riff, right? Yeah, it does this like yeah, like way back at the beginning, not exactly like back at the beginning, but kind of after the intro. Yeah, and then the drums come in, and that bass comes in as well, which is like the first time I heard a bass on the track. It's always tough with these like very like textural songs, this like metal grunge sort of thing. Um, sometimes, often to pick out individual sounds. Yeah, um, and particularly bass, especially if they throw distortion on it, which right, I don't it just kind of they did here, but blends like it, it together. Blends. It's probably a, like a little bit. Maybe it sounds well, very steely on that breakdown sound, yeah. section. Anyway, yeah, but you don't notice it very much for sure. That part, it's it's kind of weird because like that part of the rhythm is almost less important because you can not hear it much, but the rhythm is kind of so important in this song. It's very strange that it was omitted, even though it's not. Yeah. It just almost it's- seems like it is. Because it's almost like it's like a group rhythm, right? Like everybody's doing the rhythm, so it doesn't matter that you can't hear the rhythm instrument. Right, right. Um, yeah, from there we go right into the ending, which is very abrupt. It's just the end of the chorus. He says, madness has now come over me, and it's done. It's over. And that's the thing. That's the song. That's the whole of it, baby. Um, those drums do fucking slap. That yeah, is, they, uh, they hit pretty hard. That's my big takeaway from this is strong intro and, uh, yeah, good rhythm track. Sim- similar to uh, Teen Spirit. Simple, 
played well with the good like greasy textures on it, you know. Yeah, and kind of has like like its hook that is interesting. The wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, solid song probably deserves to be remembered, but as we mentioned, maybe not super as strong, not weak necessarily, but not as strong in the lyrics, or maybe yeah. a little more dated in the lyrics. Maybe a little dated, and I think other people sort of of that era have done his idea better or at least parts of it sure um the music video we're going to talk about briefly i don't know if you watched it it's just concert footage didn't because i started and it was just concert footage yeah so it was recorded at the hollywood casino amphitheater at the time the tweeter center in tinley park illinois during q101's jamboree 2001 it's a combination of onstage footage and offstage footage that's shot in black and white and uh, it's, you know, it's the kind of music video you make when you, your song accidentally becomes a hit in the mainstream. <laughs> and you're like, well, we better get something on MTV. Is my read on that. It's, yeah, I mean, we've seen these before. I don't see the point in them necessarily. That's probably it. Like, shit, we want MTV to play this. And <laughs> they won't play it if there's no video. And... Yeah, so here's a video. We don't have a video concept. So... Yeah, there's not much to say about it. There's that. But that. it looks like like they do the the live footage when he's doing the drum intro and it's doing the thing where like all the lights are flashing in time with the drumming and like that's always pretty hype. Yeah, those are pretty cool. That's that's a classic. That's a classic stage trick. Classic stage trick. Good shit. Gotta love I just, flashing my question lights. to you, Alex, is for the live version of this, do you think he in the intro, do you think he whispers the like do you feel that or do you think he fucking screams it? Like in I mean, it's like, do you feel that? Oh shit! It's like he's trying to hype him up, or does he do the? Does he play like professionally? He's like just like the record. Do you feel that? Oh, I would expect shit. him to kind of whisper it because like the drums are pretty hype, the lights are pretty hype, and you just kind of get this like under the surface like, oh yeah, you feel oh, yeah, that, and I guess baby? like the climax point <sighs> is him saying him doing the ooh Yeah, he's you gotta you gotta do that loud, but. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my question. For that first part, asked and answered. Um, Alex, we were gonna jump into our cover versions. Uh, Yeah. Proto X in 2013 is our first version. think about this proto x fella um any information on him uh he's dutch i think just based on the name jurgen it's probably like jurgen jurgen styles okay i don't know how to say his name um i don't remember where i found it um let me look here real quick proto x uh facebook page for proto x but it might also be a facebook page for protox which is a pretty common like i just no here he is on discogs yes i'm pretty sure it's not his facebook page um where it showed uh so he's allegedly in 1995 got his first contact with hardcore uh Mm. and then now he's a total hardcore addict oh cool um Um, he's like does it say what his genre is allegedly hardcore but i didn't think what this is is what hardcore is i thought this was like the new metal of dance music basically but i thought hardcore was more like punk like but anyway um 
maybe it's this is like hardcore but a different kind of hardcore could be but this um, one yeah this one's a fucking nightmare kind of dance music it's very it strikes me as music that i have not much desire to listen to but some people probably would like it's Whoa. not for me it's definitely not for me um, this plays in like every warehouse rave scene in a movie when somebody's yeah. at a seedy place they shouldn't be they're listening to this track and this track only. It's very like harsh and not really appealing to me, probably for that reason. Yeah, it's take take a kick drum, blow it out like completely, <laughs> <laughs> and then do that for fucking five minutes. And like some record scratches in the background. Yeah. And that's <laughs> most of this song. Like, that's most of it. Yeah, and then eventually they bring in down with the sickness but yeah it's mostly just that like very distorted kick drum and some yeah and then just like parts of a sample of the song yeah it's just the and suddenly it changes woken up the demon yeah. in me and then he says get down with the sickness yeah and, so and like the, the second part of the uh first verse and then the first part of the chorus yeah and, like, the biggest change in this song is how frequently they make that bass drum hit. Like, the bass drum hit itself, and, <laughs> yeah. like, they do some, like, builds and drops. Yeah. And which, then, like, probably I, more than I would expect in one song. No kidding. Well, at 140, they do a fake end, and I swear to you, God, the first time I was like, yeah, that feels like it's been five minutes. Looked at it. <laughs> a minute 40, I just about fucking cried. Yeah, so it's, yeah, like I said, it's like there's like the synthesizer sound just doing this like like right for that part. Just being, it's very, I don't know how else to 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 refer to it, but like harsh. Yeah, this is what a straight edge person thinks cocaine is like. Is this is um yeah? So there's not much else to say. Um, there's a bit where like it kind of drops down. I think like the drums go. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, I'm at that part right now as I've got it in the background. It's around the two minute mark. Um, and yeah, we get a like, different drum beat, a little more like fast pace, um, less bass on it. We get this sort of like whooping kind of fading bass, fading synth. And then yeah, that line gets played a lot. It does the like build using just like a ratcheting um drum hit which basically just means more hits per beat and then eventually it's like 16 or what it like turns it up just like and then like keeps doubling basically yeah and then so then this this whooping synth they loved it so much they're like we'll bring it back with the dumb bass drum it's like if you're at that warehouse rave and then the fire alarm goes off but nobody's leaving the building that's that's how you get them out of there? No, that's how, that's how you make this song. That, that fucking synth oh. at the top there is just it's the fire With the alarm. the fire alarm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not much for me. No. It's, I, uh, I do it's... find it difficult. I don't want to like shit all over it. I'm shitting all over it, bro. <laughs> because, because it just seems like music that was made for someone who is not me. Very I mean, much Yeah, maybe me. if this plays at whatever weird warehouse club you're at, it's like a jam, but yeah, good maybe. God, 
you're sitting here in isolation times just being like, Dale, gotta take some notes, gotta gotta really do some critical thinking on this music. And the music's like, it's like they were trying to bore into my skull with sounds. Yeah. No, I mean, and maybe that's appealing if you uh, like skull bores. Skull bores. But um, yeah, not yeah. not for me. It's it, like whereas the the original song thrives in its simplicity and kind of just punching textures. This does not thrive in simplicity. It's repetitive and painful. Kind of has the the like dance remix. Um, I don't even like condition of like kind of not really taking that much from the original and not doing much with a sample. Yeah, that's that's what I would say about this one like it didn't seem like it needed to be there didn't need down with the sickness in this because yeah it's kind of it's like it's like hanging up like a tiny it's like posting up a picture of a christmas tree in your house like you cut it out of paper and you're like well it's christmas decorations are up and then it's like you're pretending it's new metal hardcore dance music because you borrowed a down with the sickness quote and also it's july yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like everything's out of place. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And then you start just like drawing circles on the tree, and they're like, "I'm decorating my Christmas tree." <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's I like that. Like, it looks like shit. You're like, no, it looks like shit because it's uh, Christmas in July. Like, it's when the real reason it looks like shit, it's because it's shit. That's what I'm saying with this song. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we beat yep. that metaphor to death. We certainly did. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Midnight String Quartet in Midnight. 2014. Quartet. Let's be clear, this is not the Midnight String Quartet, who spells Midnight N-I-G-H-T, you know. Oh, this is a different anyway. Midnight String Quartet? <laughs> yes, this is N-I-T-E night. Have we talked about Midnight String Quartet before? I It wouldn't surprise me if we had. Because this sounds kind of familiar, because all the things I thought about this felt familiar, but I couldn't find another reference to them. No? So, and I, I don't know what song it would be. Um... I like the way the inst- I like the tone in this song. Yeah. This version. Um everything has got this like woodiness to it. And and like it's a little bit darker sounding than you might expect from a string quartet. Mhm. I think. They really um, did succeed in putting a dark tone on this. Yeah, and like it seems like you're kind of playing pretty aggressively. Um they kind of start with this like but like they do that, but it's just on like a low. I'm gonna say cello. I don't know exactly yeah. one of the bass ones. Um, but yeah, it's got this like this like kind of broadness to the tone that makes it that gives it this like darkness. Um, but it's always hard to talk about these instrumental ones very specifically. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of neat. Like they do the wahs, like bring it in on like a violin or something, just be like. Yeah. <laughs> Which was actually done reasonably well. Yeah, just like a... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, they really find ways to make the strings sound harsh, whether it's mm-hmm. by, like, plucking them or just playing them, like, really high and, like, really short and sharp. Right. Like, they do bring out some of the grittier noises, and I appreciate that. And then they play the melody, um, 
I think it's. I don't think it's a violin. It might be a violin, but it sounds a little lower to me. But I, mm. I'm not. I'm not an expert on this. Um, I like the way they play that as well. Um, kind of starting with like some more staccato notes and then doing like a smoother transition later on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like between notes. Um, I'm trying to find an example. Yeah, if you could timestamp me something, which I know is difficult. <laughs> Let me just go to like a minute in and you get this like, dun, like it'll do like a repeated note, like dun, 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 dun. let me try that again. Dun, 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 dun. Nope. I don't, I shouldn't be doing this with my voice, but like, they kind of like, like they'll do like a smoother. Right. So transition it, it does like for a, some, almost like warming like it up. It's like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, sort of like, like they're sliding a bit, but like it's very smooth, um, which mm. gives it almost like a kind of like South Asian or Middle Eastern sound. Yeah, I, I picked up Middle Eastern vibes from it. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting. And now I'm wondering if like that is present in the original. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, they're mimicking of his use of sort of staccato and uh, whatever the opposite of staccato is. Uh, 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 legato. Staccato and legato, yeah, in the singing, where it's like... Like, they do a pretty good job of translating that to the this deeper violin. Yeah, but viola? Um, is it, I feel maybe. like a viola... Is a viola deeper? It's a good question. I got no ideas. Uh, viola, the string instrument. Um, and they so slightly they got... larger than a violin and has a lower, deeper sound. Okay, look at that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the cool thing about this one. Um, I overall I thought it got a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think that this particular song was maybe enough to, um to carry an entire instrumental version just because of the way, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm less into the specific riffs and stuff. Because um, once they've pulled out the first minute and a half, like once right. they've done intro verse chorus, right. they're just doing it again. Like, no offense to yeah. them, but it, they don't, we don't get another change up until the 3.30 mark where they start adding in like a little bit more percussive noise. And I guess they do the bridge at three minutes, but... Like that one actually sounds pretty similar to the rest of it. That bridge. Yeah. So it maybe they could have cut out a little bit in the middle, but I I like a lot of the things they they did for sure. Yeah, I think they make a good like suspenseful version. They they t- you know take that simple progression and really punch it with the strings, and then layer on other strings on top. A little plucking, a little like kind of slapping and shit. And that I think is. Like, from instrumental versions we've heard, particularly when it's these, uh, like, orchestral-style ones. Right. One of the biggest mistakes we see is when they're like, okay, we're going to take this sad song and make it, like, grand. Yeah. And, like, epic. Or make it really sound like the kind of thing you'd hear in, like, a, I don't know, like, period drama where they have a string quartet in their lounge or whatever. Yeah. Like, for their dinner party. And it's just, like, kind of pleasant sounding. Whereas this, mm. yeah, this one sticks kind of with the with the tone of the original pretty well. Yeah, it, and it hits that tone really well. So I'd say great job nailing that tone. It's uh, You did shorten it up from the original. It's still a little long. If you, Like, if there could have been some more variations coming in, would have been a better version. But pretty solid overall. 
pretty solid overall. Let's Good talk ideas. about Robin Adele Anderson. We're jumping all the way to 2019, though. Yeah. Everything else actually, is 2019 or 2020, so. And actually, yeah. Oh, actually, sorry. We actually have to bump up. Uh, Mock Jensen is actually 2018. His YouTube oh, is video is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I we'll talk about yesterday. Forget to Mock so let's talk about Mock Jensen. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your eight, let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on. He's a country EDM artist. Yeah, singer-songwriter. Um, and this is country EDM, very unlike Mickey Modell from uh, The Gambler. Yeah, this, I mean, this kind of starts much slower and it i was the, it seems more like folky folk country kind of bluegrass sort of thing at first because it opens with like violin playing that yeah. opening riff the is that even and the opening the, riff or is it a little different? yeah it's oh it's so the it's, it's, it's from the guitar solo it's the later oh, guitar yeah. part on okay. the violin that's yeah, that's right. You're right. And then yeah. it's got a uh, guitar in the back, just doing like a little arpeggio, like a boom, ding, 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 ding. Yes, pretty. Just like acoustic guitar picking, finger. Picking yeah, kind of with thing. some filters thrown on it. Yeah, definitely filters. Uh, once he comes in, it's very like. I mean, his accent seems very like bluegrassy, but obviously that has more to do with where you're from. As fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Broken your so yeah, and um and like there's so much like lo-fi. This this track is dripping in lo-fi, dripping yeah. <laughs> it's just like breaking up. You're getting one. that like static in the high and like it's yeah. It's like he's calling you from a shitty payphone and singing to you. And especially once the drums come in in the second half of the verse, like yeah. it's this kick that's just like <laughs> breaking yeah. up. But not like blown out like the Proto X yeah, version. Yeah, not ridiculously. Well, it's pretty heavy, but there's more restraint than that one, which isn't saying much. Yeah, my ears can palate this a lot better. <laughs> um, there's a, a fucking really good bass on this. I just heard it come in at the 129 mark here. It's that bass that isn't doing a lot, but it sounds cool doing what it's doing. Which is like the just, best kind of bass. That's the best kind of bass, dude. Um, I'll be honest with you, like, I didn't think I was gonna like this version, and what's crazy to me is that this dude only has, like, 59 subscribers on YouTube. Really? This sounds, yeah, this sounds like he he should be, like, a big YouTube guy already. Yeah, or, like, have some kind of following, I'm sure, like, surely some kind of following, he's got 216 monthly listeners, which is not that many. Hey, check out his Discovered On playlists, you might notice, a. That my playlist is there. If you, if you go to his, I think you go to about. Is it on about? Discovered okay. on, yeah. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> right at the top. Right on. Right at the top, baby. <laughs> hey. And he does a new cover song every Sunday, apparently. So uh, if y'all are into cover music and you want something a little different, like this, I haven't heard much quite like this, check out Mock Jensen. Yeah. I'm right not huge on. on the twanginess, but other than that, I thought he put together a pretty solid composition here. Yeah, it's very, I mean, the like EDM stuff that comes in in the second part was a bit of a shock to me mm-hmm. uh, because I hadn't looked up who he was or read the cover of the album, which is Cover Country EDM Volume 1. Um, 
but yeah it like goes from this very like kind of simple like bluegrass feeling thing with that acoustic guitar and then suddenly like you got this like drum machine doing these like slow like not like trap but it's kind of got that ratcheting drum and right uh, yeah and like, it's like little triplets on there yeah exactly and then like the like yeah with the with that symbol and with the um like this synthesizer that's just like this very like broad like pad thing going on Mm-hmm. and yeah it's a lot it it's very like almost like cacophonous in that second that second uh chorus like it's very yeah like like kind of a lot of crunch in there too yeah Yeah. and then it kind of cuts down and like the violin plays a bit after that chorus yeah so yeah it's an interesting i haven't heard this combination of genres before i don't think no not like this i don't Um, know if this is a popular styling and maybe we're just like you know idiots who haven't seen it before but i was pretty impressed (laughs) i mean we are pretty detached (laughs) from country so yeah yeah um anyway yeah neat yeah i've written here hang on oh yeah because get down is old timey talk for dance so that's why it's good to make a dance version of this <laughs> get down that, shit that was another get joke i was gonna make sickness. if this wait you know if it was your mother get up your father get up it would just be like an old 50s dance song you know it'd be like let's do the twist <laughs> Come on, everybody, get down with the sickness. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Your mother gets up. She gets down with the sickness. <laughs> oh, if only I'd remembered those earlier. Um, oh, well. Yeah, I like the violin on this. I think the persistent like acoustic guitar holding it down in the back was good. I like the effects on the vocals. Uh, that bass. That bass was super fucking tasty. And I'm going to have to check it out again because I didn't really hear the bass. I really liked it. It's just like boom, it's got a good tone on it. Um, yeah, like this one. Any other comments on this, Alex? No, it's all from me. All right, now let's get into Robin Adele Anderson. In now let's talk about Robin Adele Anderson. So she fucking scott bradley contributor yeah she did a lot of postmodern jukebox stuff until about three years ago don't know what happened but looking at her wikipedia page in 2016 that was the last scott bradley credit um Mm -hmm. and apparently she's released four volumes of cover songs in the like in 2019 like there's four volumes here and they're all listed as 2019 it's possible she recorded them over a longer time period and released them all last year but or maybe that's why she left postmodern jukebox they were slowing down um i think that's probably true because honestly i kind of dig this one this one is and i think it holds true to what i would imagine her stylings are from being a postmodern jukebox like heavyweight contributor it's and i'm shooting in the dark here but it feels like a sort of beyonce styled like pop power anthem I can't really comment on that. It's got that it's got that like pop anthem vibe though where the the chorus becomes this like like real power vibe. Okay, interesting. Um I wish I could comment on that more, but And also some jazz elements. Can you me. comment on those? Uh there do seem to be some jazz elements. Uh particularly the way they kind of take the begin or the thing that stood out to me, the way they take that 
kind of intro riff and like slide it up and down you know before it's like da 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 like yeah but now it's like so it's like kind of turning it into this like progression mm-hmm. that wasn't there before and then kind of this low piano it's all in the piano now and this like low part just being like do 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 so that kind of like has that yeah. constant sound when they're also doing the sliding up and down Mm-hmm. and that i imagine helps them to keep it a little more interesting without changing up the bass notes the um, bass like uh pattern it sounds about right to me yeah yeah and she does a lot with uh, the piano comes in on the like the suddenly it changes parts so like the second half of the verse. Right. Yes. The piano comes kind of like starts to play chords. Yeah. And there's more drums too. I think they move a little bit up. So, so I would definitely not like I was expecting more of like a like throwback '50s style in this one. That doesn't seem to be the case. No, it seems very modern pop style to me. Yeah. But again, that's not my expertise. Right. Although I also think her singing's like not as much in pop like in pop but a little bit of that jazz as well yeah it's sitting kind of between those two um but they also i mean they managed to keep everything like low enough that they still do maintain that darkness from the original which is kind of what like midnight string quartet did as well yeah um i think this is fairly successful in that regard also yeah because that's a it's a pretty low piano even as it moves through those chords and then they add things like little piano stings some violin coming in sharp like it's very much meant to be like aggressive if not dark yeah and uh and the other thing that strikes me as a little bit jazzy is a lot of the the drum rhythm gets kind of moved into snare instead of tom territory Mm -hmm. which just gives it that kind of well, snappier sound and just makes it feel a little different, but it's similar rhythm. Yeah, they do try to sort of mimic the structure of the rhythm while maybe breaking it down a little and changing where the hits are. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly about... Uh, yeah, there's, it's it's adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, adapted also, is a much smarter way to say what I just said. <laughs> also, I should I should mention, uh, does not attempt the wah-ah-ah, which is... That's right. Probably a good move. Most people don't. Although they, yeah, most people put it on the instruments. It's tough. And this one, it's on the violin as well. It's kind of got that. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, quick violins. The probably the most the big problem I had with this one. It's not huge, and might even make sense if we talk about it and say it out loud. Um, is for the chorus, she sounded a little slow. Like a little behind the beat. Did you mm. notice that? She almost I'd... seemed like the the way she was singing was not like snappy enough to keep up. Yeah. And maybe I feel like it's yeah. her discomfort with the word fucker. <laughs> like I feel like she tries to swallow it a little. <laughs> Your mother get up. You fucker get up. Maybe, but fucker. I even felt it like in the beginning part. Like it, I'm gonna get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Like. I don't know. It sounds a little behind to me. Um, and it just feels like maybe she's just like enunciating or something. And maybe it's supposed to be a little bit jarring. Yeah, maybe. Because something about that segment, even if I didn't necessarily pick up on a behind the beat, it did throw me off a little. I was like, something's not right here. And yeah, uh, that's yeah, tough because that's supposed to be like the 
kind of the biggest part of the song. Yeah, and I guess the other thing, maybe it's just because in the original it's so like madness at the like it's part mm-hmm. of that like rhythm. So when the vo- because the voice is kind of floating above the rhythm now and it's not down in the 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 grip yeah, with that rooted in those there, hits, yeah. that it feels disconnected more, even if it's like very close or maybe it's just more noticeable in this situation. Mm-hmm. And she does try doing a lot of different things with the like sort of the meter of the lyrics, shoving them into different sort of timing. She's like, living with these changes, something with these changes. Like she is really moving words around a lot. And yeah, maybe that's just a little awkward, but I don't know. But yeah, I would say in terms of making like a like a dark pop anthem, I think it hits right with you know while missing a few like like bonus marks yeah yeah exactly but there's some neat stuff that kind of gets added later on like there's a yeah there's a jazz sort of like bridge section at 225 um the the piano comes in you get a little bit of jazz and drums yeah and the the violins start building in on that section um there's also like in the in the second verse they add this i don't know I, it's like pixicato strings kind of sound around like 136 just being like bling 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 you know what i'm talking about oh yeah they're like ding, ding. yeah and i was like trying to figure out what it was i was like is it some kind of like banjo or piano synth with this weird fast decay and like nah i'm pretty sure it's just strings but i don't know yeah it is weird because it's a very like particular kind of like pluck or something on yeah. there um Let's see. But yeah, yeah also, so they, they do a good job of adding in pop textures, whereas the original has this very like grungy, dirty textures. They find a way to layer the song without making it uh, like weird in that genre they've chosen. Yeah, also, if you want a little more of that jazz, it's like 2.35, like the piano gets to do its own little solo, and it's like... I would say almost like Aladdin Sane levels of just like almost sounds like it's just hitting random keys, but it kind of makes sense. I don't know. It seems pretty. I don't know. Maybe it's just pretty that tame it's fast. compared to. to Aladdin I mean, it's Sane not me, Aladdin yeah. Sane, but like. Kind of like, yeah, that blah, starts blah, at blah, about two twenty-five. That sort of jazz breakdown. No, I'm talking about. Oh, the... you're talking about that. I'm talking about later on. No, that you. Yeah, talking about ten seconds later. <laughs> When it's like, still going. Oh, hang on a minute. Am I crazy? I think so, Alex. It starts at like 2.23. Talking about like... Maybe it's closer to 2.40. Well, like it ends with the, the violin coming in. I think it's in. different. No, that's all one segment, though. <gasps> yes, but it's like the end of it. Oh, so at yeah, 2.41 is the... Diddly, 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 do. Yeah, anyway... It's a lot of keys, yeah. man. A lot of keys. That's all I'm saying. It's keys. Um, she keeps the the abrupt finish like the original. She says the last line and it just cuts. Which is kind of what the original does, right? Yeah. I'm glad we haven't got shitty fade outs in a while. Yeah, it's nice. I'm pretty psyched about that. That's the that's a weird thing we've learned about ourselves is how anti fade out we are. <laughs> And then as soon as we decided that, like, we haven't got a fade out since then. Yeah, suddenly everybody's like, not okay, a bad fine, one. yep. So I guess that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, should we move on to Marco Landry? Yeah, but I don't think uh, we need to for very long. Yeah, this is a he is a Montreal comedian, from my understanding. Okay, I uh, he's got to be right. I yeah. I didn't see I didn't look up the comedian part, but I mean, according to his bio, he's the number one Montreal's artist of his time. Yeah, it's full of jokes. That final yeah. thing it says on there is like, uh, is a I thought it was a good joke. It says, uh, loved by hundreds of fans, loved by hundred of fans. He's the one you want to listen. Yeah, it sounds like. As in, you don't want to hear him sing. You want him to listen. It's a good joke. Uh, but the joke is that he forgot to put the words to at the end. He's the one right. you want to listen to. Okay. Pretty He's, good structure on that, I think. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. But I refuse to think about it. Um, so, basically, he's taken the original track, as far as I can tell. And yeah, put I his own the back and forth to it. see if it was different or not, and I'm still not sure. Yeah, I mean, either it's a really good imitation, or he's just stripped the vocals out. Mm-hmm. And then sung poorly on top of it. Yeah, and French-Canadian. Yeah, so like he's got this French-Canadian accent, he's off-key, he's off-beat, and there's, like, I was Very listening nasally. to it. nasally. Yeah, and I was like, like, there's no way it's this bad if it's not on purpose. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a joke. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, he's also got a version of You're Beautiful up on his YouTube channel, but that's the only song he had up there. The rest is just, like, comedy videos he does and, like, reviews of movies. Oh, I should have looked at his other stuff on his YouTube channel then. Yeah. Because I so it's, did uh, not. And, like, I, like, almost laughed a bit in the, ASMR, unfortunately, in the abuse section. Just because that's the most of him doing the talking. And I was like, yeah, French Canadians do sound funny. And I was just like, well. Because, <laughs> like, that's the only funny part about this, right? That's the comedy is that he's got a silly voice and he's saying English stuff. Yeah, and it just sounds, like, very awkward. Where's the sound coming from? Oh, I found yeah. It. Where is the sound coming from? <laughs> I had sound playing and I wasn't sure where it was from. It's it was from, from YouTube. inside the house. It was oh. from YouTube. It was from inside the house. Um... Yeah, so like, so that's this song. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, it is a, another comedy oddity, which we like to look at here on Cover Me and say, is this funny? What? And then we just got to move on. Maybe. What? Maybe. Um, with that, or we, yeah, with that, we move into uh, 10 second songs in. Uh... Is 2020 is 2020 right um yeah because sure. he came out with this like like in january or something i think if oh, you okay perfect youtube page have we talked about this guy before not um in any official context because right. before this week i didn't know that he did full like band parody versions yeah i so remember you don't know 10 second songs sorry i'll just get this sure. out of the way sure he'll take like a single song he's a, a youtube artist 
He has been on there since March of 2014, and he'll do a single song in the style of a bunch of different artists, generally in like 10-second clips. So that's why it's called 10-second songs. So he'll start off singing, like for example, Down With The Sickness, like Adele or something, and then 10 seconds later, it'll be uh, like Johnny Cougar Mellencamp, and then John Denver, and then John Lennon. You, know, you, you go yeah. through all the Johns. Yeah, you go through the Johns, then the Aarons. But yeah, I'll do uh, do it in all these like diverse styles. And then you go like, oh wow, he's quite skilled at cutting together audio and also producing music. Yeah, and so and he, he does like so he yeah. did do a this in twenty styles or whatever. Yeah, um, he's got like Simon and Garfunkel, Childish Gambino, and gonna find something else I know. Pink Floyd. He did Rush, there I think, go. on this one. It might have been a different. One. Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then people voted on which one they wanted to record a full version of. Oh, was that how it came to this? Yeah, so if you watch the end of the video, he's like, you can vote on... So, like, this was out in January 10th, and then, like, later in January, he released the full version. Well, because here's the interesting thing, is on Disturbed's album, The Sickness, uh, there's a song called Shout 2000, which is a cover of Shout by Tears for Fears. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I thought that it was just an interesting... Uh, the way he does the percussion on this one, I thought that that was sort of the linking factor. It was like, Tears for Fears percussion is pretty, like they go a little weird with it sometimes, and that right. plays well to to a cover of this. And that and the themes of like, uh, you, like uh, you know, negative feelings and sort of like mental unwellness are pretty Tears for Fearsy. Like it, Like a lot of things kind of overlap in a weird way. It is interesting to think about. I'll admit I didn't think about it very much, though. Well, Alex, that's, uh, I'm always glad you put in a lot of effort on this. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, um, yeah, it would have been something to think about. Oh, yeah. What a thought. What I a can't, thought. I can't think on the spot. That's not I, my I game. can't fucking say much, though, because apparently I didn't write any notes for this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this guy... Uh, what's his name? Vin- Anthony Vincent. Yeah, born um, Anthony Vincent changed his name to Ten Second Songs this year. Um, so, and like I've, he's come up when we've been, when I've been searching up songs. Generally, mm-hmm. I don't even remember why, but I've seen him do some stuff. Also, he did one I saw a little while ago. Uh, was um, Enter Sandman in the style of like David Bowie, Let's Dance. Which is pretty amusing. Um, That's pretty amusing. Yeah, so this song is basically, it is it is down with the sickness, but it is also shout. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very songs from the big chair, I would say, to give it a little Absolutely. more room. But yeah, that percussion is, I'm pretty sure, straight from shout. Um, yeah, and it's a pretty faithful, like, recreation of, like, Tears for Fears kind of tropes, if you call them that. I think he yeah. did a pretty good effort on the uh, the whoa o's as the a whoa o yeah like with this echo on the vocals and like everything is he- like the kicks are huge. This is like very eighties. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, uh, and then, like, there's a music the... video as well. Oh, is there? I didn't watch it. I mean, it's the shout music video, but with this guy <laughs> instead. Okay. So like he's Makes just, sense. and of course it's all him. So when it's showing both their faces, kind of superimposed, it's okay. just like his own face singing both parts, kind of thing. So it's pretty amusing. Uh, pretty well done. Yeah, pretty like amusing. it's very well good. Like together. Tears for Fears imitation. 
and very well done like fitting one song into the other yeah and then like yeah like turning the uh the chorus into this get up come on get down like this call and response almost yeah and like changing the melody to be more like down with the sickness like more tears for fearsy so it's kind of it's really taking every part of the song and making it more tears for fears like i sworn i took notes for this one sometimes things get deleted yeah that might have happened (laughs) um but yeah there is uh yeah like like i said the percussion is tears for fears like it's um i'm fucking i'm 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 drowning here alex throw me a life raft right sorry you don't have any notes i mean i don't know what else to say about it either because like it's that like it's it's a it's an image of of one song but with the lyrics of another kind of and mm-hmm. oh i was gonna say they well don't done. say motherfucker they just I... repeat get up each time oh so he changes the chorus a bit and doesn't do yeah. the like, ending part and Which... weirdly enough he keeps the abuse scene in no i'm kidding <laughs> no yeah that's that's gone <laughs> uh, and like more synth work and stuff so yeah. it does have the section like the Mm-hmm. But like, just keeps that as kind of like a solo, and then just like brings in that like synthy bass kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if if you think that the drums from Shout should be in more things, which they probably should be, um, this is this is the song to listen to. Yeah, if you want a version of this, your dad would like. <laughs> show him this one. Um, if your dad likes Tears for Fears, I don't know if that's a big dad rock band. My dad likes Tears for Fears. Fuck yeah, right on. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, oh yeah, they really punched up the the pre-chorus thing, the and When I Dream bit. In the original, you can barely hear him saying When I Dream, but in this they bust out like a sax and really put some emphasis on that. That'd right, that's my... the kind of like... Um, what is it? Bridge, I guess. Yeah. Section. Yeah. Uh, with that, that's our final song we're going to talk about. So we're going to move into our final verdict. We have three categories today. The best version, the worst version, and the sickest version. Sickest version. Sick. That can be sick and twisted. That can be sick like a kickflip. That can be sick like ill. Whatever you fucking like. Um, Alex, what is the worst version of this and why? What's the worst version of this? Um... It's Proto X. I mean, I can't, like, Marco Landry, probably, kind of, but, like, doesn't really count because it's, that's what he was trying to do. And, like, I, I'll admit, I didn't think it was that funny, but I'm sure there's a joke, like, if you're, if you have a little more context. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe it's something you need to follow along with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, Maybe not my favorite joke of like, hey, look how bad I am. I'm trying to be bad on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something. But uh, Proto-X, definitely. Yeah, Proto-X for me too, even though, again, because I, I just don't know how to evaluate comedy and then take that into equation. Like, if we give him worse, does that mean he wins? So yeah, like, is, ah, is that this, what he's, he's going they for? They do like, not get my joke. But, like, do... Do we want him to not win? Like, is this contest? I don't, I don't, it's just, yeah, it's just like a, it's just an evaluation. Yeah, uh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, Proto X is just like, 
it's violence against my ears. I don't mind harsh music. I don't mind something a little more aggressive, but this is this is like sonic warfare levels of of just just mean. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, not, it's, it's a it's lot. too much. It's there's not enough changing. Things go on for too long. It's just can't deal with these changes. I can't deal with the uh, the lack of changes, really. And yeah, it, yeah, it just gets to me. Uh, Alex, what is the best version of this? What is the best version? Because there were a couple I liked, and there were a couple that did some interesting things. But honestly, I think the one that I liked the most was probably Robin Adele Anderson. Oh. Yeah, which I mean, I was kind of going between her and Midnight string quartet but i think okay. she probably takes it in the end um yeah i think she a got a good bit. structure set up because like com- i found hers a little more interesting than the instrumental in this particular case i mentioned that one mm-hmm. was a little on the repetitive side and, yeah uh, i think she does plus some... she brings some violins into hers as well so she yes and they kind of do some of the some had. of the same things plus more um, yeah not all the same things obviously but um and a little jazzy but not like some of them where like they're like this is the jazz version and they go really hard on the jazz and like kind of focus more on the jazz than the song mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah it let the jazz out for a bit and then it was like okay <laughs> just like don't just you know you can play here but don't break anything yeah exactly it's respect the space yeah and um and i liked it yeah, I think yeah, I think the Robin Adele Anderson version definitely surpasses the the Midnight String Orchestra or Quartet, and I think Midnight String did a great job too. For me, I was like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the Mock Jensen version because for me, it is. I went to the this video on his YouTube page, and this guy in the comments is like, it's like, he basically is just like, it's crazy that you only have like 59 followers. <laughs> and I, that was my thought too. I was just like, he sounds like he, like the level of production and the product he's putting out. I mean, maybe I'm going to go listen to like his other songs. I'm going to be like, Oh, he's just a hack who does like, the same trick over and over again. Like, oh, it's actually like, not for me. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I still don't think it is for me, but I still think this is a pretty, Interesting. Pretty, like good composition. It pulls on to the the sort of like darker tone of the original, mm. and it's just got good elements in it. Some good crunch. I really, I'm not a fan of twangy vocals, but it, I mean, do your fucking thing. It's got 69 uh, it's, subscribers. Hmm. <laughs> do I want to change like, that? <laughs> hold on, no, guys. We got to move him up in increments of a hundred. So if all a yeah. hundred of our fans could get together, subscribe at the same time. Love you forever. Uh, no, but I'd, I'd say it's worth checking out. I'm going to keep an eye on him for any future covers, too, because, I don't know, it's fucking interesting. So, yeah, he's my best version. Alex, what's the sickest version and why? What's the sickest version? Um, what's the sickest? Proto-X probably makes me feel the sickest. Gotcha, but, Proto-X. Uh, hey, take that. You little bitch. Um, the sickest version the sickest version what's the sickest version i thought the one that was probably most able to recreate like the the grittiness of the original was midnight mm-hmm. string quartet and, oh yeah and that like kind of sickness feeling even though it was different but it like had this like lower lowerness that's not a word but i'm gonna use it anyway it had this like oh, wow. lower quality to it darker quality that 
didn't have that same like retching feeling necessarily, but probably got closer than any of the other covers. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm going to give it to that one. It's a good pick, Alex. I think the sickest one here. That's sick. It's fucking twisted, bro. Sick. What if you, what if you took a new metal classic, and you just ripped its guts out and made it prog rock? Oof. You sick fuck. You Ugh. fucking twisted motherfucker. Death. Ugh. I'm going to give it to 10 second songs because that's, that's, you're out of your fucking gourd, bro. You're <laughs> twisted. Anthony? You're fucking... Tony? Anthony? Tony Vince? Tony Vince? Crazy, man. You're Crazy. fucked, bro. <laughs> you're fucked. Anyway, that's been our final verdict. Uh, if you have a similar opinion, different opinion, or want to talk to us about a cover we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Um, you can send us an email at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Email us your comments, questions, concerns, uh, other stuff, playlists you have, fucking, I don't know, email us stuff. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, the works um tell your friends about us you know we don't have a budget and all y'all are stuck indoors chilling and stuff so just share podcasts with each other with that we're gonna get into our bonus segment which i am calling was this song suggested to be banned for 9-11 i can't um, wait motherfucker that's been oh my god what file did i put that in if not this one this is strange for me alex but um, are these notes okay. lost as well these notes are lost, but I can reconstruct them pretty easily. So as you know, Alex, 9-11 was a tragedy that happened to us. When um, was that again? I, um, it was on 9-11. Oh. Oh. You might have missed Sorry. You weren't born yet. It's fine. Um, right. So there's something uh, launched then, or a, a document that was re- released, the Clear Channel Memorandum from the company Clear Channel Communications, now known as iHeartMedia, which uh, had a list of songs that the uh, directors felt were lyrically questionable to playing the aftermath of attack. It wasn't like an outright ban, but it was basically a suggestion like, don't play these songs. Um, and right. listening to down, down with the Sickness this week, I think if they were to release that kind of list again, like Down with the Sickness would obviously be on there. <laughs> might already um, be on a similar list. It might be. But I want to see if you can guess which songs were... Uh, so I've compiled a list in my mind now of songs that were banned and songs that weren't banned. So some of these have been banned, some they're not. It's up to you to determine whether it's true or false that this okay. song was banned on this list. Now, okay. are you ready, Alex? I am ready. So the first song is uh, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. So banned or not? Yes. I think, I think that was banned. It was, in fact, banned. <laughs> Uh, nice work, uh, which is, I don't know, that's crazy to me. Also, that, the, uh, the Sam Cooke Wonderful World also banned. Just for association? I think we talked about that on the episode. I think that's probably yeah. why I kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's so bizarre. Like, do they just not want people to be too hopeful? Is there imagery in that song about... I don't think there is. See, what I'm thinking of, there was an ad for... Um, it was a... Uh, no. Um, Ratchet and Clank game that had a version of that song in in the ad, and it's like 
I see skies of blue, red roses too. And like, they're destroying things. Because it was, yeah, I think, I tools of destruction. That. And they're just like, things are blowing up. And it's like slow motion, maybe? I don't remember. But like, so I'm thinking, like, I associate, because I remember that commercial, that song, kind of with destruction. But there's nothing in the song to suggest that. Right. And th- that was years later. So, what? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know, man. That is weird. Um, what I can tell you is that I'm going to give you another song to guess on. The Doors Light My Fire. That's got to be banned. No, actually. No? The End by The Doors was banned. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. The End. That that makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't want people thinking about um how jet fuel couldn't melt steel beams. <laughs> yeah, they didn't Probably. want people thinking about fire. <laughs> So, um, here's the next one for you, Alex. Billy Joel, New York State of Mind. New York State. Ooh. I feel like they don't talk about the World Trade Center. I'm going to say, just based on your last one, that they actually banned Miami. No, that's Miami. Oh, fuck. No, but it's Miami 2017 or whatever. Is that the number? I, it's is it's something like that um, um so you're right i'll yeah. give you this they did not ban new york state of mind right i can say it wasn't um, that one movie and it wasn't it was they the did ban a billy joel song do you do you want to take one guess <sighs> another what another guess was so not miami yeah. 2017 no. um it's gonna be so obvious when you say it probably but i, know. I um, i'm trying to think of billy joel songs right now uh, and it's not. It's not good. Good night, Saigon. Okay, that was. <laughs> I was gonna guess that one. Um, uh, it's like a. I. I. I have no idea. Only the good die young. Okay. No. Yeah. I. That makes sense. All right. Sure. Weird though. Just talking about death, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's another one for you. Van Halen dancing in the streets. Dancing in the streets? I bet you it was Jump. It was Jump, wasn't it? Um, well, you are right that it was Jump, but it was also it was also Dancing, dancing in the, in the street Streets by Van Halen. But not Dancing in the Street by David Bowie. That one was fine to play. The David Bowie Mick Jagger version was fine. Yeah, that one was fine. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, here we go. The zombies, she's not there. She's not there. Ooh. I'm gonna say that was banned. That's correct, Alex. Good okay. guess. All right. Um, I've got two more, which is just to 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 do a thing. Okay. Um, let me see here. So Peter Paul and Mary leaving on a jet plane. Oh, I bet you that was banned. You are correct. That now, they had, Alex, that, tell, that's an airplane one. <laughs> tell me this: John Denver leaving on an airplane. Wait. No. I mean, leaving on a jet plane. No. Yeah. Okay. So the John, the original version, the John Denver version, was not banned. Well, people <laughs> like need John Denver to, to bring banned. them hope. <laughs> Peter Paul and Mary are just harbingers of death. Harbingers of death. Yeah. There's so many like crazy ones on this that are just like. Just, I mean, it's kind of a, an absurd, to- like thing. Anyway. My favorite though, which I'm about to reveal to you, is uh, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Their entire discography. All Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> All Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> like, people don't need that right now. <laughs> and yet, probably did. Interesting. Yeah. 
So that has been our bonus segment. Alex, I didn't keep score, but I'm sure you got 100%. I think I did, actually. I think I yeah, got extra because I guessed one that you didn't say. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, bonus points. On this one. Um, yeah, that's a, a fun, strange time in our life is suggesting not to play songs on the radio. Uh, yeah, with that, that's, so that's the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for joining us. And as we always say on Cover Me, I wrote this one down this time. Ooh. Madness is the gift that has been Cover Me.